Hello and welcome to the MSL Consultant Podcast. I'm your host and founder of MSL Consultant, Aoife O'Dwyer. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to break down the roles and responsibilities of an MSL as taken from real-life medical science liaison job descriptions from the US, the UK, Canada and Australia. I'm then going to describe how a medical science liaison candidate can use the wording of the MSL job description to demonstrate how they can show that they possess the required skills for the job. And this is a really, really useful skill to be able to do when in an MSL interview and when writing a cover letter and a resume for an MSL job. Now, medical science liaison job descriptions do vary slightly in the wording that they use, but essentially they're all requesting that candidates who apply for the job have an understanding of the MSL role, can maintain a high level of therapeutic area knowledge and develop collaborative relationships with KOLs. And I'm going to go into each one of these individually. Looking first at therapy area knowledge, in front of me I have a position description for an MSL job in Australia uh, at GSK and the position description details that the successful medical science liaison candidate will be responsible for maintaining a detailed understanding of the therapy area and a deep appreciation of the science and evidence for GSK medicines and other non-GSK treatment options in the therapy area. So in order to show the hiring manager that you have the required skills to maintain a detailed understanding of the therapy area, in a medical science liaison interview, you would say, I would set up Google Scholar alerts to ensure I maintain an understanding of the latest evidence for, insert the therapy area you'll be working in, and of GSK's products. I would read the approved product information for GSK's products and the competitor's products, as well as developing a deep understanding of the scientific evidence in the registration trials. On top of that, I would also become familiar with the clinical guidelines in the therapeutic space and ensure I know if these are updated. So in this example and the rest of the examples in this episode, I've used the wording from the position description and then prepared something that I can say in the interview, which will demonstrate how I will execute on the wording in the position description, i.e. in the position description, they want the MSL to be responsible for maintaining a detailed understanding of the therapy area. And in the interview, I can say to the hiring manager, I will maintain a detailed understanding of the therapy area by doing X, Y, and Z. Another important function of the MSL role is the ability to gather insights. Now I'm looking at a medical science liaison job description from Eli Lilly, who are recruiting in the US. And the job description requests that the candidate will be able to gather feedback and insights from scientific experts to better inform Lilly's research and to be able to inform the overall strategic direction of the oncology business unit. So in order to show the hiring manager that you have the required skills to gather insights, you would say in a medical science liaison interview, I would perform stakeholder mapping to identify scientific experts who are in a position to provide valuable insights. 
I would then develop relationships with these scientific experts and ask open questions to gather their insights and then feed these insights back into the company. With regards to informing Eli Lilly's research, I would ask questions such as, what are the data gaps you see for this therapy area to the scientific area experts? And then I would understand the clinical relevance of the data gap and gather potential scientific experts who would be willing and able to fill this data gap via an investigator-initiated study or clinical trial. And note for this response that a scientific expert is the wording that was used in the position description. Sometimes these are called KOLs and sometimes they're called external experts. When you are in an MSL interview or writing a cover letter for an MSL position, you should always mirror the exact language used by the company to which you are applying. Another important function of the medical science liaison role is developing KOL relationships. So now I'm looking at a position description from Takeda Pharmaceuticals who are hiring an MSL in the UK. And they state that the successful candidate will be responsible for proactively identify and develop long-term peer-to-peer relationships with opinion leaders and other relevant stakeholders in order to understand their needs, segment them accordingly and implement targeted approach and tactics in order to present medical data in the most efficient way. So using this position description as an example, in order to show the hiring manager that you have the required skills to develop KOL relationships, you would say in a medical science liaison interview, I would identify those KOLs who are the most influential by assessing their publication history, if they write guidelines and if they're head of any departments. I would research each KOL to get an understanding of their main interests and any pain points or challenges they are currently facing. I would then set up meetings and ask them open questions in order to understand their needs and develop a medical communication plan to ensure I present the most relevant information to them in the most efficient way and add value to them while also identifying any collaboration opportunities between Takeda and the KOLs. This answer will demonstrate to the hiring manager that you understand how to develop KOL relationships and also that you are strategic and you want to add as much value as possible to Takeda. For the final part of this episode, I want to focus on scientific engagement activities, which is often referenced in MSL job descriptions. So now I'm looking at a MSL job description from Canada and AstraZeneca are advertising for an MSL and the job description requests that the successful candidate will be able to work with HCPs, which are healthcare professionals, as scientific consultants to engage in scientific activities aligned with corporate projects such as advisory boards, speaker programs and clinical trials. So in order to show the hiring manager that you have the required skills to execute scientific engagement activities, you would say in a medical science liaison interview, I would develop collaborative relationships with highly influential HCPs and where appropriate influence them to become engaged in AstraZeneca-led medical affairs projects such as advisory boards or speaker programs. If a KOL was to be involved in an AstraZeneca speaker program, 
I would ensure they are familiar with AstraZeneca products and I would educate them on the most commonly asked questions and the scientific evidence required to answer them. With regards to clinical trials, prior to engaging a KOL, I would ensure their suitability by assessing their history and expertise with running and leading clinical trial programs. Now, the reason you would assess uh, the suitability of a KOL before involving them in a clinical trial, just in case you do get asked to elaborate in an interview, is because if you give a large amount of money to someone to run a clinical trial and they don't have experience running a clinical trial, the money might go to waste. And what I mean is, in order for companies to get a return on investment on the money they put into investigator-initiated studies, they really want the trials to be well-designed so they can get published in good peer-reviewed journals and the information and the data will fill a data gap and the information will be respected by the medical community. If you choose a KO who does not have experience running and designing clinical trials, there is a chance that the data that comes out of the clinical trial will not be of a high quality and therefore may not meet the need of filling the data gap. So that is something that is really important to be aware of when identifying potential KOLs to be involved in investigator-initiated research. So in conclusion, when you are preparing for an MSL interview and writing an MSL cover letter and an MSL resume, I highly recommend studying the position description thoroughly to ensure you're able to provide evidence that you can deliver on each point requested in the position description. Now, this does take some time, but it is 100% worth it. At the end of the day, hiring managers want to hire people who require very little training and will be a valuable resource to the team from day one. Being able to clearly demonstrate how you can do this will massively increase your chance of success in an MSL interview. If you do have an upcoming MSL interview and you need some additional help and resources, go to mslconsultant.com forward slash MSL interview and you'll find some of our interview guides, which will help you prepare for a clinical paper presentation, frequently asked questions for an MSL interview and our newly added 90 day plan for an MSL interview, which is something that's often asked. And if you have any particular questions about anything in today's episode, you can drop me an email at info at mslconsultant.com. That's it for today. Take care. Bye.